Welcome to Slight Reliability. Learning SRE one day at a time. I'm Stephen Townsend. Welcome back to Slight Reliability. I'm Stephen Townsend and this is the show where we learn about SRE one day at a time. Today I'm going to share the journey that uh, my team and I have gone through putting together an observability platform at IAG and the things that we learned along the way and an honest discussion about the challenges that we've had, which are many. I'm going to share this as a story chronologically about the journey that we went through. And it all started with the formation of this SRE enablement team that I'm part of. Uh, no one in the team had any experience working as an SRE. We were figuring everything out from, from scratch. And our first engagement was with a team who looks after a Kubernetes or container platform at IAG, which many other teams host their applications on. We learned a lot on that engagement and we did a lot of different pieces of work within it. One particular thing that we did was assess their level of monitoring. And one thing we noticed is that even though their environments had multiple clusters at times, especially production, that they were monitoring each cluster independently. So we thought, hey, there is an opportunity. We can stand up an independent instance of Grafana to pull in the monitoring from multiple clusters into the one place to say, hey, this is the total view of production. And that is where the idea for Grafana Central started from. So we started off really small. We got a Linux uh, virtual machine provisioned, which we installed Grafana on. We set up this initial dashboard, pulling the data together to show the team and they were interested. And that's where it all began. The second engagement that we worked on was for a completely different team who looked after a customer facing web application. And one of the things we did with them is this reliability benchmarking exercise, which I've talked about in the past. And in order to do that benchmarking, I had to go to many different places. I went to Grafana, New Relic, Splunk, ServiceNow to get the full picture. And I manually compiled the findings together in a presentation. So we thought, how can we pull this data together into one place automatically in a way which makes it self-service for different teams? That expanded our perception of what Grafana Central could be and where it might provide value. So we started exploring different options about how we could pull data from different tools, some of them commercial, into one place. We brainstormed and investigated a few different options. We thought about the open telemetry collector at one point and whether that could be applicable. Uh, in the end, we did a proof of concept of Grafana Enterprise. And we did that proof of concept on our little Linux server. We were able to pull together all the data and present it in real time. So we decided to proceed with the purchase of Grafana's enterprise license. And what that license does is it gives you additional data sources, which allow you to connect to other commercial tools like ServiceNow and New Relic and Splunk and many others. So Grafana Central now has become a product that we are hosting, which lets teams and our own team pull together observability data from all over the organization. The actual purchasing process took several months. And in that time, we were thinking about the platform that we had and where we were hosting it and how we might operate it. So this was the first time for everyone on the team, apart from our manager, operating production software. 
So we started experimenting. How do we install new patches in an effective way? How do we do database backups? How do we provision users and access in an automated way? How do we schedule maintenance tasks? How do we monitor our own monitoring platform? All these questions came up and we started having to tackle them. And that was really interesting. We started having discussions about how we could minimize the overhead in terms of operating this platform. And the most perfect solution that we could come up with was Grafana have a managed software as a service called Grafana Cloud. That would mean that if we use that service, we wouldn't need to worry about the infrastructure or the platform at all. Unfortunately, there was about a six month lead time before we could potentially get Grafana Cloud up and running because we had to go through risk and security pre-work within the organization. So that's something that was the ideal solution, but we needed something more immediate. So if Grafana clouds off the table, we can still do better than running a binary on a server. So we started looking at containers. And as I already said, IAG has teams who run Kubernetes platforms within the organization. So we started working towards that. We initially got Grafana up and running just as a Docker container on our laptop. Then we set up a local Kubernetes environment on our laptop. Then we got our environments provisioned and we were able to deploy to a, a PaaS internally on-premise with an IAG and get that running. And that is where we are running Grafana Central to this day. There were actually two main options for platforms that we could host on. One was a Kubernetes PaaS, which was very strict about how you use the platform, but they provide a lot of hands-on support. And the other is very much, a, here's the keys, good luck. And we decided to go with the latter because we thought we might be able to get up and running faster and we would learn a lot by being responsible for every part of our Kubernetes hosted application. This was a period of very intense learning about Kubernetes, how to host applications on it, how to deploy, how to, to monitor them, what to do when things go wrong. We also started improving our operational process. We did some basic automation. We wrote PowerShell scripts to do things like provision new users or to run a deployment. And we even got zero downtime deployments working, which was pretty cool. We added in some monitoring of our monitoring using Prometheus. Each of our three environments monitors the other environments so that if one environment's down, the other two environments tell us about it, which is probably not the perfect solution, but it's a good starting point. We also implemented a external database for Grafana so that if we wanted to spin up to multiple containers running Grafana, they could all have a shared database. And we leveraged a hosted Postgres instance, which is something which another team at IAD provides. So we're trying to reuse services which already exist in the organization to make our lives easier. We've also been attempting to leverage New Relic, which is a tool that we have access to at IAG. And we've been trying to get the New Relic Kubernetes agent installed and running for our particular part of the platform. It's been about a month and we haven't quite got there yet, but that's our preferred solution to monitor that layer. We also have been getting our logs ingested into Loki, which is Grafana's log analytics uh, tool. And that Loki instance is being hosted by the team who run the Kubernetes platform. So we've been getting that up and running and I've been learning about how to use Loki to query logs and to find out about different issues and incidents. It was about this time that we started presenting about Grafana Central internally within the organization to say, hey, this is what we're building, this is what the purpose is. 
And that's when we got our first major customer, which is a team within the company who runs an API platform. That team had a specific requirement. They didn't want to just have dashboarding. They also wanted a solution to scrape metrics and to store them for 13 months, which is a requirement that they had. They thought it would be great if someone else could host all of that platform and infrastructure for them. So we started investigating how we might do this. Now, adding Prometheus to our solution is pretty straightforward. In fact, we'd already set it up and had it running to monitor our own platform. But how are we going to store metrics for 13 months in a really reliable, high-performing way? We investigated different solutions. One was using Federation and Prometheus. Another is a tool called Thanos that I'd heard of. And another, because we were interacting with Grafana Labs at this time, was their new open source, high-performing metric storage solution called Mimir. I think it was formerly called Cortex or Cortex.io. So we decided to give Mimir a go because we had Grafana Labs on hand for support and on paper, it seemed to meet all of our requirements. Now, Mimir is designed to be used with cloud-native object storage like AWS S3 or Google Storage Buckets, but we had a requirement to keep the data stored on-premise at the moment. So we find out about this S3-compatible object storage, which is hosted by IAG, by our data teams. And that data team agrees to let us use the object storage, so we get to work making Mimir play nicely with that S3-compatible API. What follows is two or three months of constant challenges and issues trying to get it working. So the first thing that happens is that Mimir has two installation methods. It has the monolith, which is just a single container which runs the whole app. And we actually felt that this was suitable for our needs, which wasn't very intense. But as we tested the monolithic installation, we found it would periodically drop metrics, which just wasn't acceptable. Uh, Grafana Labs mentioned that the monolith mode wasn't really designed for production usage, so we needed to try the other approach. The other approach is a microservice model where each component of Mimir deploys as a set of containers or pods behind a service. And this is a much more complex way to deploy it. It requires using Helm charts, which we had resisted at first. But once we ran and installed this version of Mimir, we found that the metrics were no longer being dropped. First problem solved. So Mimir was now working in terms of receiving metrics from Prometheus. We could connect to Mimir using Grafana and see the metrics as well. And it was storing the metrics within Kubernetes persistent storage. But we weren't able to get the metrics flowing through and pushing to our object storage. So that meant sort of in practical terms, we had about 14 hours of metrics history and then it was dropping off. We keep working on it for several weeks. We find the documentation is quite challenging to work with. It's a very new product. Uh, we're not getting commercial support. It's only for Grafana. So we're paying for the Grafana Enterprise license, which supports Grafana. Mimir is a separate tool set. It, to me, if I'm being honest, feels like Mimir is being built really specifically for Grafana Labs needs for Grafana Cloud. But in any other context, it, it might not necessarily work as intended. We eventually do get metrics flowing through to object storage. And we know that because we can see stuff in the object store. And when we're looking at our monitoring, we can see historic metrics from days ago. So that's great. But there are an extraordinarily high 
number of errors in the logs. So here's an example of some of the errors that we came across. So Mimir has this component called the compactor whose job it is to tidy up a object storage and it was able to delete objects in object storage but not folders. So it would find a block, delete all the objects within it and have these empty folders left behind. And then the compactor would come back later and see these empty folders and go, oh, there's a partially cleaned up block and try and clean it up again and it would fail. So the longer the app was up and running and filling up storage, the more these errors would occur. And so that wasn't a sustainable solution. So the way that we eventually resolved that is that we found out about a different kind of object storage, which is S3 compatible, that's being hosted on premise with an IAG. We did a proof of concept and it resolved the issue. Now that's great news, but then we found out that this new solution was not going to be available until Christmas this year. So that's about three or four months away at this point. The second error that we saw a lot of was about duplicate metrics. And it turned out to be nothing to do with Mimir. Um, it was that some of the metrics endpoints that we were scraping from had a bug and they were actually reporting the same metric twice. So that's no good. Uh, also, I had incorrectly configured some of our Prometheus scrape config. So that was my bad. But I learned something. We also started getting these XML validation errors, which seem to be a generic error. We haven't got to the bottom of those yet. If I undeploy our solution and I remove all of the storage within Kubernetes, because there's temporary storage in the persistent volumes, and then I redeploy, then the errors go away. But then at some point in the future, they'll come back again. The fourth thing wasn't an error in the logs, but it was an issue we kept hitting which is that we wanted our Mimir solution to ship all the metrics to object storage every five minutes, for example. But no matter what we set our configuration to, it was happening every two or three hours. So that meant that if we removed or lost our Kubernetes temporary storage, then we would lose two or three hours of metrics. So that wasn't ideal. At this point, we stop for a second and say, whoa, let's reflect for months now, we've been spending probably 90% of the time on the metrics and metric storage part of the solution, Prometheus and Namir. But the real value from the beginning was about pulling metrics from different parts of the organization to one place, Grafana and the enterprise plugins. Only one team has been asking for the metrics scraping collection and storage solution, whereas that single pane of glass service, I guess you could call it, from Grafana is something that we could apply across the organization. So have you heard of the sunk cost fallacy before? It's where you spend so much time and invested so much into something, you can't stop it. You've got to see it through to the end. We didn't do that. We decided that it's time to drop the metric solution for now and focus on the original outcome. Uh, simply put, that means let's focus on Grafana and providing that service through the enterprise plugins and drop Mimir and hosted Prometheus as well. On reflection, it's interesting how long it took us to get to the point where we realized that we were spending too much time on this thing which wasn't providing a great outcome. And honestly, I'm a little bit disappointed in myself that I didn't spot this sooner and do something about it. So let's say I had unlimited time to look into metrics and collection storage and we were going to go forward and try something new. What would I try? I think Grafana Cloud would be a good option. We wouldn't need to go through the whole approval process, which might take six months. But then once we get it up and running, it would be much simpler than what we've been trying to do. 
Another thing we could try is Thanos, which is a similar to Mamiya solution, which I've seen other organizations having success with. And also the open telemetry collector is a possibility. Now we pay for new relic, we use it extensively. Maybe we could take metrics from metrics ends points and push them into new relic. That might be a solution. I don't know how well that would work or what it would look like, but it's something I'm keen to potentially try. Another option would be to pick a different kind of hosted metric solution in the cloud, something like Chronosphere, which I've heard about, and that sounds pretty cool. So that's where we're at today and the journey that we went on probably summarized quite a lot. I know there's a lot of different things that happened in there which I didn't cover, but you get the idea. So what did I learn from this whole experience? I learned about a lot of things. I learned about Grafana, how to install, configure, operate, and use it. Same with Prometheus. I learned about Mimir. I, Although we're not using it right now, I know now how Mimir works. It's architecture, how to configure it, how to run it, what it can do. I know about Docker, how to use it locally to test apps that run in containers, and also how to create my own container images to customize a product. Maybe to install a certificate, which is something I, I posted about recently. I learned a lot about Kubernetes and how that works and how to operate it from the command line. I learned about Rancher, which is a, a layer on top of Kubernetes that we've been using. I learned about Helm, not in great detail, but enough to deploy and configure Mimir. I learned about writing code to automate operational tasks like deployments. I learned about troubleshooting issues within a Kubernetes environment from deployments or the running of the apps including using Loki and LogQL to find errors and patterns from the logs. I learned about the importance of keeping focused on the best outcome, doing the thing that provides the highest value for the lowest effort and reflecting on that often. And I learned how to work with a small team on a solution like this and to operate it, putting processes in place for version control and change management, collaboration together to build and change things and figure things out and resolve incidents and issues. So that's all I wanted to talk about today on Slight Reliability. Thank you once again for tuning in. I hope that by telling this kind of like a war story that you learn something or it makes you think of something which you can apply to your own work. I'll see you all next time and I'm looking forward to it. I have an interview recorded which I have not had the time yet to cut together. I'm looking forward to sharing that one though. It's going to be good. All right. I'll see you guys next time.